We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Gibney with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Bill 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Pastor. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field of 68 after dark. Hello and welcome to the Sunday afternoon edition of the Field of 68. After lunch, my name is Rob Dosser. I have Jeff Goodman with me. We are live right now, Sirius XM Channel 84. That is college sports radio. We are obviously in the XL Center here in beautiful Hartford, Connecticut. Fresh off of watching the number one, number one team in the land, the Yukon Huskies, beat Xavier 99 to 56. My favorite part of today is we are going to sit here and we are going to spend a good 20 to 25 minutes talking about how good UConn is, and look at the pain on his face. If you are listening right now on the podcasts or if you're listening on SiriusXM, Jeff Goodman has never, never been as miserable as he is right now in this very moment. Jeffrey, UConn, 99, Xavier, 56. It would be fine if it weren't for you. Like, I like (laughs) this team. I love this team. I love this coach. I love how he coaches. Um, I just don't like you. So to have to deal that's, that's with pretty you, mean. that's pretty mean. Here, when they beat Sean Miller in, in a game, as Sean said, like I've never lost a game like this at any level, coaching or playing. He it said, was UConn's second biggest win in the Big East ever. It was. Um, it was over. I said to you before the game, what I said, we went up and we were hungry because I had to deal with you driving through a snowstorm. So we didn't stop other than for me to go to the bathroom. Uh, and then we got here and, and I, I said, like, all right, let's go up, get some food. Or you said that. I said, that's fine, but the game might be over by the first TV timeout. And I was kind of joking. It was over by the first TV timeout. Over. No. Over. Xavier hung around until about the 13-minute mark. It was over. (laughs) It was an embarrassment. Um, Now, again, Xavier is not very good, and and UConn showed that, listen, whether they're 1A or 1B, there are two teams clearly above everybody else right now. Now, again, I would say this. Purdue, to me, has the better resume, and I think you would agree with me. UConn is the better team. 
UConn is the team that if they went head-to-head and played one game, three games, five games, seven, I'm going to take the UConn Huskies because of a couple different factors. One, they've been there. They've done that before. Mm -hmm. Two, because I think they're constructed a little bit better. Like, if you watch them, they're just – they look like men. They look like men. Donovan Klingon now looks like the Donovan Klingon that we thought we were going to see from the outset this year. He's healthy. We're going to talk to him here in a little bit later in the show. But they just moved the ball. And and part of it for me is, honestly, I look at Lance Jones, who didn't shoot it well today but had a good game for Purdue, and I look at Stephen Castle, and I say, Stephen Castle, while he's younger, he's just big, strong, athletic, can guard anybody. Like, you could put him on anybody right now, you know, other than a, a big, but like any perimeter dude, and he could shut him down. Like, I just – I don't know if I have the same level – and he, he well, fits you know a piece. Is. Well, he's not as – you're not rely, as reliant on Castle for more than that, right? Like, that's all you need for Castle. He banged a three today, and it was like, whoa, okay, if you can do that. Well, the, the biggest thing is that the it's the size of the guards, right? When you watch Purdue play, and we, we can, we'll have a Small longer discussion on, like, UConn versus Purdue, but yeah. Braden Smith is like, what, 6'1", 6'2". Fletcher Lawyer is like 6'3", 6'4". They're like, kind of buck, slender. they're like a buck 60, yeah. 70. Like Lance Jones right. is like 6'2", 6'3", right? Yeah. Steph Castle is 6'6", and, and a 19-year-old is built like a 25-year-old. Yes. Cam Spencer is 23 years old, 6'3", and he's built like a guy that grew up playing lacrosse, right? Tristan Newton is 6'4", 6'5", and he's not like the biggest and the strongest dude, but he's still a 6'4", 6'5", guard, and he's the little guard right. in their backcourt and their starting lineup. Like that's, that's the biggest thing. But I think the most important point that you made was that Klingon was back. And for my money, this is the first time – this season that we have seen Donovan Klingon where he has felt fresh, where he has been healthy, where he hasn't been hampered by a foot issue or a toe issue or another foot issue, where he's had his legs under him and where he's been in shape. Like both Hurley and, and, and Donovan mentioned that they had lost he lost some weight this week, which is like one he needed to. Well, it's crazy that you can like lose that much weight in one week. You know what? How Donovan? I, give me all the tips, man. I need to figure it out. We know this guy does after yeah, spending the, all this it. time at Charleston, but um, he he looked lighter on his feet. He looked like he was moving better. And when you get him to the point where he is as dominant guarding um, guarding pick and rolls and as dominant in drop coverage as he's been, where he is the threat. Like the whole thing about Klingon to me is that when he's healthy. The threat of him changes everything. It's not so much what he does. Sure. It's the threat of what he does. On both ends of the yes, court. Yes, it's the lob target when you set a ball screen and he's rolling to the rim because you have to – he's the best lob catcher in the country right now. And, and they is, have great guys they have who know three, how to throw it. And three so of them. So it's great to three be a lob them, catcher. Yes. But right, when you have Caravan, Spencer, and Newton that all know how to throw it to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you could see there was one play early where Spencer drove – I don't even think he was looking at, at Klingon. I just think he threw it up there, and he kind of mm-hmm. saw him out of the corner of his eye, and he's like, this dude's going to go up and get and it. You know Xavier's it. Big. Put it at the top of the square. No one else is going to get up there, and he's going to find a way to finish yeah. it. And then on the defensive end, defensively, he changes everything. Like, he told it to us afterwards. Yeah. He had two blocks. He thinks he deserved <laughs> a few more than those two blocks. Uh, but his – I call him the Great Wall of Bristol, right? I know everyone says Kling Kong. I call him the Great Wall of Bristol because – he changes everything around the bucket, and it makes them – that was the knock on UConn when he was gone. We were like, how are they going to guard? How are they going to get stops? People get to the room whenever they want. 
And they were now, okay in stretches. But now it doesn't matter if you get to the rim because you got a seven-foot-three monster down yes. there. Yes, and he moved well today. That mm -hmm. was the one thing to me. There was one play on the baseline. It was like almost like an up-and-under-ish. I don't, I don't know, even know what he did because we are on the other end. But he, his mobility, his agility was back. And, and we really haven't seen that all year because, again, this is a kid that wasn't able to practice. Then at the beginning of the year, he comes out when he comes back healthy, and he wasn't the same. He gets hurt again. He's just not right. I think he's finally right. And to be honest, and I, I didn't ask Danny about this, but I want to do, like how much do you think you need to protect him? Because as good as he looked today, you don't want to push it too hard with, with Donovan McClain. But what, you do you, what did he finish That's playing, though? First half yeah, so he know. only finished playing like 22 or 23 minutes. But right? don't ramp it up, is but what here's, I'm saying. Here's Just because he looked good tonight, but if you listen, don't ramp it. If you listen to him afterwards, he said that all we need is Donovan to play like that for 24 or 25 right. minutes. Right. And, and if you fine. look at what Adama Sanoga did last year, he only played like 27 or 28 minutes. And the reason why they were so good is because they could switch what they do. And we talked about this after the Creighton game in depth. When you have someone that can play a certain way as a five-man, and then you bring in someone else that can play a completely different way, and both of those, you're, you're just as good in both of those situations, it makes it so difficult to prepare for and so difficult to deal with as an offense. That's what UConn had last year. That's what they had this year. But listen, we were able to catch up with the seven-foot-three Kling Kong, the Great Wall of Bristol. We were able to talk with them after the game. Eight, to eight rebounds and what should have been as many as six blocks. And now let me welcome on to the field of 68 after dark, fresh off of 18 points and a 43-point win for the number one UConn Huskies, Donovan Klingon. Donovan, how you feeling, man? Feeling good. Um, you know, it was a big-time win today. Uh, you know, the guys played great, great defensive intensity, um, shared the ball on offense, knocked down big shots, and, you know, I, I'm just happy to be healthy again on the floor. Yeah, you mentioned your, your health. That's the big story for UConn season so far. Where are you at now in terms of getting back? Do you feel like you're back to 100%? You look better out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I cut the weight down a little bit, and, you know, I've been working on my conditioning a lot. So, you know, I feel like I'm 100% right now, and, you know, I haven't felt this, this well in a really long time. What are we doing to, to cut the weight down? Because I – Got to lose like probably like 10 or 15 here. Yeah, you know, just smarter what I'm eating and less snacks. So you guys had that, that week off. It was eight days between the last two games. Was it practice reps? Was it, do you feel like you're in better shape right now? Was it getting your win back? Where you, where you at? Um, it was a little bit of, you know, practice reps, but at the same time, um, you know, trying to get as many live reps as I can just to get that wind and, you know, be able to get up and down the floor, you know, possession after possession and, you know, be able to go long spurts um you know with the first my first run today is five minutes i haven't seen that since you know i don't even know if i saw it this season you know with all the soreness you know to start the season and you, you didn't grab your shorts once today no, i was I impressed was, no yeah i was i felt great i, I could have went another 10 minutes so the the big question here what everyone's talking about the biggest story when it comes to uconn basketball today was you hit a three, right? Do you feel like coach is holding you back? Like, do you need to get more out there? You need to get more reps? No, I, I, I don't think he's holding me back. You know, it's, I feel like it's, you know, a little bit of myself and, you know, just trying to get the confidence up at the same time. You know, I have to prove to myself and prove to everyone that, you know, I can knock him down. And, you know, I, he, the first time, you know, I was at the top of the key, he wasn't guarding me. I handed it off. I pick it popped and he threw it back to me. And he still wouldn't step up. So I was like, all right, it's time. I just let it go. Right, you need to settle a debate for us. The the nickname that I call you is the Great Wall of Bristol. Yes. Right. right. Nickname everyone else calls you is Kling Kong. What it, what's the real Donovan Klingon nickname? I, I think it's Kling Kong. I mean, I I feel like it's, it goes around a lot more. 
Can I keep going with Great Wall of Bristol? That's pretty good, right? That is a good one. I like that one. That's a new one. Never heard that. Yeah. All right, perfect. Donovan Klingon, 18 points tonight, fresh off of number one UConn. Was it 99-56? Second biggest win that UConn's had as a member of the Big East. Klingon. Klingon. Klingon, the Great Wall of Bristol. Uh, um, he liked Klingon better. Yeah, he does. And so does Dan Hurley, but I don't care what I'm going with. with the I Great like Wall yours. Of I like yours. So here's, here's the question that I have for you. Where does this UConn program or this UConn team rank when you compare them to last UConn's last year's UConn team? And does this group have that the same kind of a ceiling, national title, same kind of a it's ceiling? It's funny because, I mean, again, like Cam Spencer is not Jordan Hawkins, mm -hmm. and Hawk was here today. But you know what he is? He's a really reliable college player. Mm -hmm. And in a way, he can do more than Hawk. His upside isn't the same. He's not going to play probably in the NBA. But he is a hell of a college player, a lot older, a lot more mature, better passer, tough. He's kind of what Danny Hurley needed for this team. I mean, think about it. You know, if, if they don't get him, think about where this team is right now. They got him late in the portal, and he's been huge. Uh, Caravan's obviously a lot better than he was last year. You don't have maybe the depth up front, obviously, with Sonogo and Klingon. It's just not the same with Klingon and, and Sampson. But um, – they're similar. They're just different. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know which I'd rather have. I think I'd rather have this one because you still have the culture of last year's title with this year's group. So I think that's the difference. Last year, we didn't know. We didn't really feel like, okay, could this group do it, especially after that six-game skid in the middle of the year. This year, you're like, okay, well, Caravan, Newton, th those dudes have done it at a high level and played a ton of minutes last year so i think i'd rather have last year's team because i think that there are more game jackson. changers and andre jackson yeah obviously uh, andre jackson was a game changer yes. jordan hawkins was a game changer yep. adama sanoga was a game changer and i think that in the role that you're not blowing out teams like yeah. you are with it like last year you blew out teams well no i mean they just they just no but this was i'm saying no, but like every I, team last year in the tournament yeah but no what i'm saying is that i think last year if things go wrong there were still three guys on that roster that could go out and win a game for you just because they could be the best player in the four on any given moment. This year, I think that the floor of this group is higher. Like, I don't expect them to have right. any kind of like any real stinkers, right? Any real games where you're like, wow, that was that was horrible. But I don't know if they have as the high if they're as matchup proof or if they have as high of a ceiling, yeah. or if there's a night where you slow them down. I don't know, like the, what Tristan Newton did at Kansas. I don't know if that's necessarily replicable. So that would be the one thing to me. But at the same time, when they are playing, I, I don't know how you get them out of what they do. Because if you can get them out of what they do, then I think you have a chance to win. Because I don't know if they have the one guy that could take over a game in the same way. But how do you get them out of what they do? Like that's it's the hard thing. because again, they're they're just so they play like men, mm -hmm. and they make good decisions with the ball for the most part. They move the ball. They know they know what they're supposed to do out there, and they execute it. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, if somebody does blow it up, they can freelance so well. Like, they're just – they're capable. It's almost like having you know coaches what it is? out on the floor. We talk about point guard play, right? We yeah. talk about point guard play over and over and over and over and over again on this show, on the field of 68, on this platform. And they got three point guards on their team. And none of them are really like – True point guards. Point They're guards. not traditional. None of them are. Yeah. 
but you have their ball movers. But Tristan Newton is a guy that you can kind of put in ball screens yeah. and let him go make a play. Cam Spencer is a fantastic. He's averaged more than three assists every game, every year yep. of his college career. He's in his fifth year, right? Steph Castle is a point guard that can make plays, that can make passes, that can create things when things kind of get stale, right? And then you still got a Sandiar coming off the bench. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting They're to a really see good team. what they can be now yeah. that Donovan Klingon is back and that Donovan Klingon is healthy. But listen, we got to get to a break. On the other side of this, we are going to talk about Purdue. We're going to talk about their win at Rutgers today, and we're going to talk about whether or not we're buying one of those two as the best team in college basketball today. What's going on, guys? Before we get back to the show, I need to let you all know about the Field of 68 Daily, an all-encompassing college basketball newsletter that arrives in your inbox, you guessed it, daily. For less than a dollar a week, you'll wake up every morning to more than 1,500 words detailing everything that you need to know to stay up to date on the world of college basketball. From the notable mid-major upsets to the stars that are out injured to the breakout performances that only our team of college basketball junkies watched the daily is edited and produced by mike miller who spent more than two decades running nbc's digital written content and is subscribed by more than half of the division one coaching staffs the biggest names in college basketball media and the agents that work as power brokers in the sport for just 50 dollars for the year you get access to the same information that the insiders get and before we get you back to your regularly scheduled Field of 68 content, let me tell you guys about the Field of 68 merch store. Head over to fieldof68.shop for officially branded Field of 68 apparel. Whether you're supporting your favorite team in the student section or from the couch, there is no better way to gear up than the latest from the Field of 68. The best thing I can say about our merch is the quality of the product. Anyone that has ever worn a t-shirt knows how frustrating it is when the neck gets all stretched out and the bottom of the shirt starts looking like the bottom of bell-bottom jeans. And there's nothing worse than a hoodie that loses its snugness that makes it such a perfect way to stay warm during the cold winter weather. Whether you're shopping for yourself or for the college basketball fan in your life, everything you need is at the Field of 68.shop. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back to the Sunday afternoon edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live in Hartford in the XL Center where we just watched UConn beat Xavier 99. Beat isn't the right word. Don't use the word. Molly Wop. Molly Wop. Dismantle. Wipe thinking. the floor. I'm trying to be – I like Sean. I don't want to make No, but I think he would bad. even be okay with you using Molly Wop for that one. I'm surprised you know what Molly Wap means. I love Molly Wap. I'm proud of you. Um, the <laughs> we we were able to I'd catch like to up. Molly Wap you. We were able to catch <laughs> catch up with Dan Hurley um, after the game, and I, I'll be honest, like he the, the the level of personality and and uh, and humor that you get from him is different than I think a lot of coaches. Right? <laughs> How many? How many coaches? I mean, you talk to them more, and there's a lot of guys where they have terrific personalities. Once you get them away from the cameras, once you get them out of a press conference, yeah. once you get them out of the building, whether or not they win or lose. Whereas, like Hurley's in there afterwards, like breaking the balls of so, like the, Dave Borges, one of the he's a great beat writer. Is that the New Haven Register? All right, great time, might be a little strong for Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave okay, we mediocre. Like, we like, we like mediocre Dave, Dave. We like Dave around these parts. Okay, um, but I mean, he's in there breaking his balls about. Yeah. Uh, writing that Donovan Klingwood's going to shoot threes in the offseason, right? He's in there making fun of Gavin Key for for different things. He's in there making fun of you and Phil and everybody in there. And how many coaches – that's not normal, right? No. I mean, the great thing with Dan, and you'll, you'll see this in a minute, is you can literally ask him anything, anything, and I will. I mean, I have. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go back. We don't, yeah, we don't, don't, don't go, go back. back to that one. But <laughs> I, I'll ask him anything, and, and he'll go with it. Um, I, I think again, he's kind of we gotten rid of Calhoun was here, you know, not long ago, and Calhoun was elite. But Danny's just different because the times have changed. But Danny's still kind of old school in some ways, with a new age way of doing it. Right, old school with he can hold these dudes accountable mm-hmm. and coach them up and get into them. But again, kind of like Bill Self and Izzo new school enough to be able to put his arms around him. And I said this to you earlier, like Danny's always been this way. Back when I met him at St. Benedict's um, at Wagner, at URI, now people are getting getting a chance to see it at the highest level. Yeah, and the the sarcasm, the the yes. jokes, the he the you see the Jersey City and the the New York mindset kind of come out. There's a lot of that in this interview. Let's get to it. Dan Hurley, UConn head coach. All right, Dan, you just got done with a 43-point win over Sean Miller and Xavier. Sean told us after the game, he thinks this team, your team, is better offensively, harder to guard this year than it was last year. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Obviously, there's a lot of season left. We didn't anticipate a game like this today. I mean, those guys, um, you know, coming in, playing really, really well. Um, you know, top 35 team, Ken Palm, in terms of uh, – you know, their quality at both ends and on the backboard. And, uh, you know, we survived a, a tough road game there. Um, but I think the potential of this group, especially, again, with Donovan and Steph Castle having not really been healthy together this year, I do think that this group's got great potential. Yeah, Klingon looked like Kling Kong, and he kind of has lately. I love the nickname. Love it. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to use it over and over. I don't know. Is it trademarked to you, or is there somebody else who, who came up with it and you stole it from them? Um, I might have stole it from Bill. 
uh, Bill Klingon. I might have okay. saw, like, right. um, but I did have the Joey California. That was a good Joey one. Joey California, one. Joey Calcaterra last year, and, and he sold some serious shit there. The you Kling- didn't make any money off that one. I, I didn't get a dime. I mean, um, and the Calcateras are, are, are great people. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I was, I probably do well enough. But the Kling Kong stuff should be, I mean, that's, that's. Oh, it should go off the charts. Off the charts. Right. I mean, we may get another year out of him just because of that. NIL. He's been great, though. I mean, he looked, he finally looked right today. And maybe he has over the last couple of games. But to me, he looks smooth, making a three. We'll talk about that in a minute, how you've held him back. <laughs> yeah, I think, listen, I, you, you go into the year, especially him and Steph, and, and you know, you got these mock drafts that, Obviously, a lot goes into that, right? There's a lot of agents behind the scenes. There's a lot, a lot of, of payoffs. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. And just for guys like him and Steph to be able to, like, ignore how that's falling for them right now and just kind of, you know, staying and, and upholding our culture and being about team and just going out there and playing winning basketball, I think just speaks to the type of people we have. And, you know, I, I said it while we were going through the stretch without Donovan, man. It's like... You could say what you want about his numbers. His impact goes so far beyond the numbers. He is one of the most impactful players in the country. You look at the analytics, it, 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 you know, unless you're just a, a, a moron that doesn't understand how our defense changes, our offense changes, the rebounding changes, when that guy could play 24 minutes, 25 minutes. So with about two and a half minutes left, I heard somebody from behind the bench, a woman screaming, yelling, hey, coach, put my kid in. Like, what are you doing? I think she might have even said dumbass. Yeah. And, and then finally you put Andrew Hurley in yeah. at, at 2.05 when you're up 40 points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was definitely uh, cat calls, uh, uh, you know, from Freddie behind the bench, also known as Andrea. Um, yeah, we had a – we yeah, we obviously early in the week with her appearance uh, with Rob – um, yeah, we had a tough conversation that, that morning about not becoming a distraction for the program, talking shit on the Providence fans again and reliving that, stirring the pot. Um, She's you know, been in her better behavior, though, right? No, no, I thought that appearance was, uh, that was not her. Um, she, you know, she really toned it down there and played it close to the vest. So, uh, um, you know, she, uh, she did a Belichick type of appearance. I think she's just maturing. That's not who she is, and I, I, she had to have one or two in her in Houston before she went on there last year. That was not my Jersey girl. All right, so clinging, holding him back. Let's hit, let's get back to this. All right, this is this is important here. Okay, board. He he drills a three, and all big like he's shown in practice he could step out and shoot him, but he said he's holding himself back. I say you're holding him back. Which is it? I mean, he, uh, he, 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 you know, he hasn't shot well at the foul line, <laughs> you know. And, so, so if you can't do that, you can't extend. Well, yeah, I mean, right. I, I think right. that that makes sense, right? But, yeah, I just, listen, he's never, uh, this year, um, he's such a talented player. You would never hold him back from shooting one and a half, um, you know, depending on the circumstances, how we're playing. But, you know, really, I mean, he, you, he dominated around the rim and the paint, both ends of the court and backboard. So, like, once you've done that now, uh, now you step into a three later in the game. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the same thing with Adama last year. Uh, we had no problem with him shooting threes. Like when we see Kalkbrenner, anytime you see people in a drop coverage, um, you know, we want him to shoot one and a half. If he makes that, then he can shoot another one. Uh, if he misses two, he's probably done for the game. How much fun is it? It's fun to watch this team, Dan. 
They play the right way. They're, they're constructed in the right way. You know, they fit. They fit yeah. together. They move the ball. They look like adults yeah. playing. They're, they're fun. How much fun is it to, to coach this group? It's fun. And, and um, I, I just think that we, we spend a lot of time, I think, uh, just roster construction. I think we hold out, um, you know, to get the absolute – uh, you know, right piece that fits us, and we don't over recruit positions and have an unha unhappy locker room, unhappy bench. I think uh, you know we commit to players, and then we put them in the role and and uh, to to thrive. And um, you know, I think we got the formula right now. You know, and we got a lot of juice right now. This our program's got a lot of juice and a lot of confidence, and I think uh, we're, we're going to be tough to beat. What is last question? This room that you have downstairs something andrea said something to doster about this this room mm. secret room what is this room it's a secret room it's not a panic room okay although i would love to turn it into a panic room uh, <laughs> i'm sure you have another room that's a panic room for you yeah but this has all the stuff i love in it like um, what what does it have it's got everything i mean it's got um you know it, it, it's got the marvel um it's got the uh, it's got a uh, a giant um, you know, painting of all the Marvel characters. It's got a giant painting of uh, of all the DC uh, of all the DC superheroes as well. Um, it's got uh, different animal. Uh, you know, it's got a, a, a tiger rug. It's got a giant great white shark up on the wall. It's got. Uh, Would you describe yourself as strange? No, it's not strange. It's not, that's not strange at all. I start my day in that room. You know, with my prayer, my meditation. Um, uh, How would you describe yourself? One word. One word to describe Dan Hurley. Um, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could say championship. I, I would just say. Uh, maniacal? Yeah, I mean, maniacal about, about, uh, about, especially this time of the year. You know, like, um, you better have a different energy about you, a different level of focus, uh, um, you know, a, a, a different level of, like, uh, um, uh, obsession about like making sure that you're at your absolute best every day when you walk into your fil uh, facility to make sure everyone's energized and uh, and moving in the same direction and if you're just coming in you know with no different type of personality if you don't stand out with what you bring to this job um, this is a tough job because this job's getting tougher every year with the with the new rules yeah. all right we gotta go we risked uh, limb to get here through a snowstorm, yeah. Doster driving, almost yeah. slipped off. There were cars yeah. up and down the, the highway yeah. and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So you, and we Rob, did a, you and Rob are real warriors. We guys. are road warriors. I mean, or, I mean it's really inspirational, yes. the toughness yes. uh, to just get here to watch a basketball that. game uh, in a non-blizzard. So uh, very impressive, guys. And uh, i got to get uh, back to my room now. All Thank right, you. go back to your panic room. <laughs> Jeff, would you describe yourself as strange? Absolutely. I you fully are. embrace it. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, Hurley, let's go. You, you are a little bit strange. It's it's okay to embrace your Be nice your to weirdness. my guy. Be nice to my guy. It's true, though. It's okay. Yes. I mean, come <laughs> he's, on. he's got a weirdo room. Like, if you got a weirdo right, room. Right, if you got a weirdo room, you might as well just embrace I mean, your wife oh, said you man. have a weirdo room. Yeah, well, I mean, she's not afraid to throw him under the bus, and, and <laughs> that's awesome. that is literally my oh, favorite thing about Andrea Hurley. She's not afraid. She will throw him under the not bus. Not afraid at a second. Yeah, to I know was going to say not he's, afraid. He's got to. He's, he's got to tell her before she does interviews. This, do not throw me under the bus. Too only bad. Don't we'll make fun of. I feel yes. like it's only with us though that he really worries about. So her. we're the bad influence. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. We uh, 
we got to get into this conversation about Purdue versus UConn yeah. here in a little bit. And I think the biggest, my, the biggest thing, and we'll, we'll get into this more on the other side of the break, but the biggest thing for me is that I think it comes down to the question of how long can anybody survive going up against Zach Eadie? Well, that's exactly. I mean, that's the question, right? It's like, because you look at it and you're thinking about it and you're like, all right, he's going to follow out. I don't care how big Kling Kong is. He's still going to follow out Donovan Kling if he's on the court a bunch. Now, today was the first time, the first time I watched Donovan Kling and I'm like, maybe, like maybe he wouldn't follow out. Maybe he could really stand up to him. I, I don't know. I, no one, no one can stand up to him. But listen, we uh, we're going to get into this more here when we get to the other side of this break. Purdue, UConn. Who is actually the best team in college basketball, and who should be the number one team in college basketball? It may not be the same team. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for the listeners and the viewers of the Field of 68 each and every week of the college basketball season. We have a special offer that will be available starting on Tuesday, January 9th, and running through Monday, February 12th, the morning after Super Bowl 58. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, in honor of the big game, you can use the bonus code FIELD158 and you'll get $158 in free bets on your first wager with BetMGM, regardless of whether or not you win that first bet. Here's how you make it work. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD158. Deposit at least $5 and place your first wager on any game. You'll receive $158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Just make sure that you use that bonus code FIELD158 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly, which happens quite a bit. When you cross state borders, you just log into your existing account and fire away. You don't have to create separate accounts in each state. It's easy, it's simple, it's clean. And most importantly, we have some fun stuff coming up for the heart of the college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops, odd boosts, and my favorite, a nice juicy parlay boost. So download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Field 158. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Welcome back. Field of 68 after dark. We are live from Hartford, Connecticut in the XL Center. Rob Doster, Jeff Goodman, Sirius XM, Channel 84. That is College Sports Radio. We are live on the Field of 68 YouTube channel. Jeff, Purdue 68, Rutgers 60. But I got a fact for you right here. Okay. Zach Eady yeah. became the sixth player in the history of the Big Ten Conference to score 2,000 points yep. and grab 1,000 rebounds. 26 and 12 tonight for Purdue. Uh, the rack is never an easy place to win. No, it's never an easy place to play. And Purdue went in there and um, it was big one of those good. It was like big cliffs athletic. It's not like records doesn't yeah. have a good big. And it was one of those things where Purdue got up early and they just kind of held Rutgers at, at arm's length for the rest of the game. Lance Jones didn't play great. Fletcher Laurie didn't play great. Didn't Sometimes shoot it well. no, no, Lance Jones played well. He didn't shoot it well. Okay. He didn't shoot it well. Sometimes that. I mean, all right, so give me your takes on Purdue on this win and, and kind of big-picture thoughts on it. I mean, again, listen, to, to win at the rack right now isn't what it's been, and, and it's not what it's going to be next year when they bring two of the top three players, Ace Bailey and, and Dylan mm -hmm. Harper, into the program, okay? So let's face it, it's not something where we're going to look at right now and say, well, that was a hell of a win. Now, again, still you go on the road in a Big Ten game, you can lose that game. So it just shows something that – to me, again, without Lance Jones, and, and Lance Jones to me is still a wild card, mm -hmm. a complete wild card shooting the ball. I think it was one for 10, two for 10, something like that today. And, and my take with Lance Jones is he scares the hell out of me some days because when he's not making them, he keeps taking them. And I don't like that. I don't like that because to me there's other players on Purdue that can take some of those shots depending on what they are. Now, he's great defensively. He gives them what they need in terms of, like, a fearless dude who's not afraid to take them. But Braden Smith was good again today. They end up winning really without having too much from Fletcher Lawyer or Lance Jones offensively. So that's a, a good sign. But, listen, getting back to what you said about Zach Eady and putting up those numbers career-wise, think of how remarkable that is for a kid that just took up the sport, really organized about six, seven years ago, mm -hmm. and how much better he's gotten over the course of his career. Like, we forget about that because of his dominance well, the last year it, and a half. He does it every season, every too. Now. Like Every the, night now. And But it's not, it's not just every night because he, he won National Player of the Year last year, and he's going to win National Player and, of the and Year. And if Trevion Williams year. was around two years ago, I'm not saying he would have won National Player of the Year, but you know what no, he would have done? He, he would have put up big numbers. Yeah, he would have been really good. But the, right. the biggest thing to me that stands out when watching him play is that it's he he's so much better this year than he was last year, and last year he was the runaway National Player of the Year, right? Like there's the the way that he is moving defensively, the the way that he is playing in drop, um, the the way that he is drawing fouls. Like it just he. He is slowly but surely just continued this pace, this trajectory upwards. And how many guys do that? Like it's not often that you see someone just keep getting better and better and better and better. And we talked about it a little bit. We teased it. The biggest thing with him is his ability to just completely foul out your entire front. Like it's like throwing a grenade into your front line. And so this, let's get into the conversation with UConn and Purdue because I said it the other night with. Um, What's your nickname for Zach? Eady? Do you have one? His nickname is the Big Maple. Okay, so the that's Big Maple against actually. Do you know that there was a there was a there was a little bit of a battle on who should actually be the Big Z? The Big Z. And apparently, you know, how long, you know how long that battle lasted? 
Well, the question is who should be called Big Z? Because is is, is Vladimir Ivasich is he actually Big Z? Is he the first Big Z? No, they he's found not the a first tweet. Big Z. They found a tweet yep. from 2019 from <laughs> Zach Eady's mom calling yep. him Big Z. So I think that Zach Eady has officially staked listen, his claim listen. to being the real Big Z. Vladimir did it for I don't know ten minutes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. So th- this is over. <laughs> Listen, yes. this this debate has <laughs> been settled. It's over. There's only one big Z. And, All right. And- so then let's get into the the real debate yeah. that people actually okay. want to hear. Yep. Um, Purdue Klingon. versus UConn. Yep. I want to start with this. Who who is the better team? Not not the better resume. UConn. Not who should be UConn. UConn. UConn's All the better right. team. Talk to me. Talk to me. Why? I, I just again, like I told you, I just. Cam Spencer, Alex Caravan, Tristan Newton. They've all kind of been there, done. They're older, number one. They're bigger. They're stronger. I love Braden Smith, but he's still he's still got to show you something in 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 down the stretch and in the tournament. Now, again, he's not what he was as far as he's so much better. To me, he's he's probably a top five. I would take Braden Smith over Tristan Newton. Okay. I, I would take him. I would. I would take Braden Smith over, over Tristan Newton. The difference to me is I would take Cam Spencer over Fletcher Lawyer. Yes. I would take Alex Caravan over Lance Jones. I would take, obviously, the key is going to be, again, like Ken Klingon stand up and, and stay on the floor against Zach Eady. But- now, Zach hasn't seen too many guys like Kling Kong. That's the only thing. Like He's going to turn around and be like, okay, like it's not going to be so easy the, now. The problem is that what what Zach Eady does well kind of goes into the weakness that that I don't and weakness is maybe even too strong of it. But like the strength of Zach Eady is his ability to get position, to hold position, sure. to back you down because he's seven foot four and three hundred pounds. And, and you're saying he and might and not be able to do that against fantastic shape. I'm saying that that will that is what will work well against Klingon because if you watch Klingon play, he has a very high center of gravity. Like he's not someone. Part of the reason why he has some struggle scoring in the post is because when he tries to back you down, it's not like he can't move you because he's just he's tall and he's yeah. thin and he has a high center of gravity. So it's hard for him to get low to get that leverage. And leverage is basically the entirety of Zach Eady's game. And it's not the entirety. That's that's putting it too far. But I just think what, makes, what makes Zach great is his ability to seal and get position. And I'm worried in that specific matchup how much resistance that Klingon and Samson Johnson and Yusuf Samgari and whoever it is will be able to provide. And, like, the bottom line is this. Zach Eady is going to get, like, his 25 and 13. No matter who. No matter no what matter it is. That's the right. biggest thing is going to be, one, can Klingon, would Klingon be able to make it difficult against them? And, two, um, would he be able to get enough at the other end to maybe get him in foul trouble, to maybe tire him out because of the ball screens that they set? I, I also think Klingon isn't going to be nearly as effective, obviously, in the offensive end with those lobs. Yes, because Zach, Zach Eady is great when it comes to drop any, coverage. Any, any can move. But by the way, we saw what happened tonight. Donovan Kling is a three-point shooter now. <laughs> step out and start draining threes. I don't see that happening. Um, but but listen, let me ask you. Let me it's ask. not that. It's, it's, again, I keep going back to it. It's, it's my trust in Spencer and Caravan. Well, let me. Does that so, make sense? And Castle, one hundred percent. And Castle, well, one hundred. So here's like, here's my question. That trio, man. Here's my question. They're All right. scary. So let let's 
let's put away like the the easy the question I'm going to ask you is an easy narrative answer, right? Who is more likely to get picked off by somebody else before they get to the final four? And the easy narrative is like one team lost in the first round last year, right. one right. team won the national Correct. title last Correct. year. Correct. But this season, would do you think it's it's Purdue that you would be more worried yes. about heading in? Hell if yeah. If you could get rid of like the mental, I know you can't do it, but if you get rid of the mental part of it, and let's just talk about what's happening on a basketball court. Is it still, still Purdue? Yeah, I just again, I just like the look of this team better. I, I physically, I look at them and I'm like, mentally, I look at them and, and I'm like, all right, there aren't any issues. You know, listen, those are two of the best coaches in the country. Mm-hmm. We we know, I think we we we're on the same wavelength when it comes to Matt Painter, but Dan Hurley's put himself at a level that few are at right now. You know, he, you know what's yeah. amazing about it? And how, and how I, quickly that narrative has changed for yeah, Dan Hurley. We, Two we, years ago, what was he? He could never win a close game. He right. choked in the NCAA yes. tournament. All he does is get he teams. He was like a year away from being on the hot seat. We talked with Andrew about this on the Top Dogs pod. Like, they thought that they were getting fired in January last year. Like, he was like, it's done. Like, we're done. We're going to so get fired. Amazing. She really talked about that. She talked about that. That's what they thought. Watch the Top Dogs that's, podcast. That's what they thought. I haven't watched and it here's, yet because here's I, I can't see him any more than I already see him. But if that's true. No, but I actually want, I your, want, thought, to watch I actually, I actually want your thoughts on this because um, there was a point where Brett Just, who is who is Dan Hurley's agent, called Andrew. Andrew is like the go-between. Like no one goes to well, Dan. because you don't to want to. But hold on. No, no. You listen, don't want to. Listen, so um, he called her and was like, you need to tell him. This was at the end of January when things were getting bad. And he was like, you need to tell him to stop. Because he is going to do something that is going to ruin what you have built and, and where you are going in this trajectory. And she was like, uh-uh, it can't be me. You have to do it. So he called him up and basically cussed out Hurley, right? And they had that, like, and then she said that they had that, like, heart-to-heart moment where they were kind of like, all right, we've got to figure this out. Like, we can't do this anymore. And that's when it changed, and that's when it flipped. Would you have expected that? Did you think that that was something that you could see – from her, if I would have told you this January 20th, last but I year. tried it in December. You did <laughs> remember, <laughs> you did, and we didn't talk from December, January, mm-hmm. February, March. Because you know, again, I did call him out publicly for you know how he was with the officials, and and, and again, part of that was I thought it, it gets him in a place where he is not focused on, on the right things, mm-hmm. and I think he, he admitted that going into the NCAA tournament last year that he was just all hell bent on like consumed by how the officials were out to get him. And he's still, obviously, listen, he can still be a maniac on the court with the officials, um, with just his passion, his intensity. And I, I still think at times he needs to tone that down, but you know, that makes him who he is. Yep. That drives him without that. He, he, I think he'd be the first to admit he's not the coach that he he is. So the, the next, the obvious next question is, the narrative around Matt Painter right now is the inability to win in March. We know how good he is as a coach. It's the inability to win in March. It's really not all that different from what we talked about with Tony Bennett in like it's 2018. It's, it's exactly the same. The same. Right. Like they, there's like, a little more, uh, there's a little more evidence with Matt Painter that yeah, dates back well, a little bit more. The, with with Virginia, North Texas, with Virginia, with Little it Rock. Yeah, it wasn't the upsets. 
against it wasn't like losing to 13 seeds right. it was choking in the yeah. tournament yeah. it was right. blowing a 15 point lead with 8 minutes left it was being a number 1 seed and getting smacked by a number 4 seed Michigan or number 17 Michigan State in the 2014 NCAA tournament right it, it was things like that that kind of built this neighbor uh, this this narrative around Tony Bennett how does Matt Painter change that? How does Matt Painter get to the point where we are no longer saying, is it just he's got to get, is final it a Final Four? four? Yeah, I think is a, a Final Four title? is the first step, right? A national title would be the the erasure of, of mm-hmm. this, right? Final Four is still, okay, you know what? That validates you. It just does. National title takes it to a, a next step. So, you know, listen, the first step is getting that first win because ultimately whatever you do in the regular season, if you're Purdue, it doesn't really – I hate to say it, but it's kind of like Calipari at Kentucky right now. You can win every game mm-hmm. from here till the, the first round of the NCAA tournament. It, it'll help you for your seating. It'll help you for your players gaining confidence, all of that. But ultimately, you got to win when it matters. you got to win that first weekend. That's where it starts for Kentucky. That's where it starts for Purdue, that first game. And then for Purdue, it's probably – Hey, Sweet 16 isn't good enough for this team. Elite Eight isn't good enough. Which who has the most pressure on them, coach, heading into this into, yeah, into March? Painter. Painter. Does. Yeah, because it, yeah, recency bias. I mean, obviously, you know, again, you lost in the, the worst maybe uh fashion that any coach has ever lost in an NCAA tournament game. So I, yeah, I would say Painter. Yeah. All right. Listen, we gotta we gotta get to a break here. On the other side. Our Sunday superlatives, who had the best game, who had the best win, and who had the worst loss in all of college basketball this weekend. And driving with Miss Daisy. Big news, guys. I am thrilled to announce that we have partnered with Autograph, a company founded by the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. The Autograph fandom app gives you access to the best college hoops content, fan contests, and exclusive rewards like discounted tickets, all for doing the things that diehard fans like you already do. Following your favorite team in the news and listening to podcasts just like this. When Tom, and yes, I'm calling him Tom, we're on a first-name basis these days, co-founded Autograph, he had one mission in mind, change the fan experience for the better. It works like this. You get all of your college ho- all the college hoops content that you want in one place. Articles from your favorite writers, pods from your favorite hosts, content from your favorite creators. The more content that you consume, the higher you rank. As you level up in status on the app, like Marriott Rewards, like American Rewards, like Delta Rewards that I know you love, you can unlock unique rewards curated exclusively for you. So download the free autograph app in the app store and use the referral code f68 that's f68 or tap into the link in the description below to start earning points for doing something as normal as listening to this very podcast it's really that simple all right um let's get into the sunday superlatives jeff goodman rob doster sirius xm channel 84 college sports radio Live from Hartford, the XL Center here. Uh, Are we going for UConn. pizza uh, on the drive home? On the drive home, we're going to stop for Wait, which uh, one in New Haven? By the way, I would prefer to go to Sally's. Okay, and it's not pizza because you are kind of a Sally. It's not pizza. It's Abitz. You driving? You're kind of like. Can a you Sally. say Abitz? No, I cannot. It's I it's cannot. not pizza. It's Abitz. Um, but we can go to Sally's and okay. get some. All right. uh, we can go yeah, to Modern so. and get some. And, but, but you know what? You're a tourist, so we could probably just do Peppy's. That might be the oh, best for you. What is this? You're a tourist. I know pizza. 
No, you don't. I do. You're no, you don't. Trust me, I've seen right. what you eat. No, you All don't. Right. Although that smoked meatball pizza we got last night was awesome. from uh, from Union, Union Station. Station was awesome. fantastic. I, I rated it. Did you I see got, my rating? I literally got one bite. Did you see my pizza I review? One, I got one bite. If you haven't watched my pizza review last night, it yep. was phenomenal. Right, phenomenal. We'll, we'll talk about the drive and the yeah. uh, the, the trouble yeah. that we had coming let's up go. here. But first, let's get into just some of the highlights of the weekend. So yeah. I want to start with this, Jeff. Okay. The best win. Who had the best win? The biggest win? The most important win? Like who? When you look back at this weekend, yeah. who stands out the most to you? I mean, there were some good road wins, right? Like you look at it, and, and Utah State beat Boise at Boise. I thought that was a, a mm-hmm. very important one. Texas Tech goes to Norman and beats Oklahoma. You know, to me, here, here's one that I would say: I think Old Miss going to Texas A&M is a huge one. For Chris Beard. That's a big one, yeah. You know, I, here's the thing with, with Beard. Like, they hadn't really beaten anybody early. You know, he always plays kind of a week non-conference schedule. And this year it made sense. New yep. program, bunch of new players. You don't know who's going to be eligible, who's not. Um, they beat Memphis, and that was kind of their only win. And then they they kind of stubbed their toe recently. But I think going in, not that Texas A&M is great, but they're pretty good. They're a tournament team to go on the road and get that win. For Ole Miss, I think, said a lot. And, and to me, they got some good players, and they got a coach who, listen, he's elite. Mm-hmm. He's elite. He took Texas Tech to the, the championship game. He took him to the Elite Eight. He had Texas going. Um, so I would say that one, to me, was a statement game for Ole Miss. So there were there were two for me. Um, for starters, you picked the wrong team okay. in the SEC. The biggest win of the weekend in the SEC was Mississippi State. Big one. They, yeah. They're yeah. on the bubble. They were a team that needed a, like a marquee victory. They were sitting at three and four, uh, two and four in the SEC with a chance to go to two and five, and they turned around and they beat Auburn at home. An Auburn team um, that has come back to earth a little bit, and yeah. you know, look, uh, they're looking. Bruce, Bruce told it. To yeah, us. they're looking. He knew. He knew. Yeah, they're looking a little more mortal than they were earlier on. Uh, but my biggest win of the weekend was Iowa State, and I think that, that Iowa State picking up a, a win one. to get to five and two in the Big Twelve within a half game of first place with the Red Raiders that you just mentioned, um, doing it against Kansas, doing it against another top 10 team. It is their uh, third or second win against the top 10 team this season and eighth win against the top 10 team in the last two years. And the fact that they were able to navigate the injury to Taman Lipsy um, without really missing a beat, right? They won at TCU. Without Tam Lipsy, who's one of the best point guards in the Big 12, and they did it like they were up by 20 that game. They almost blew it. They almost choked it away. You know what's crazy too? So TJ Lance is the kid Baloo, who's like some considered like a top 10 freshman. Mm-hmm. The kid doesn't play at all. He didn't get in the game. He doesn't play at all, and, and he's not ready. You know, it's kind of like the Xavier Booker thing at Michigan State a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants it. Well, I mean, it's different for Iowa State because they're winning right now. So nobody's saying, like, why isn't he playing? But, again, what T.J. Altsenberger has done, and uh, make sure you go to our merch store, um, Wizard of Ots, great shirt, great T-shirt. Maybe we send Jerome Tang one of those. Yeah, the the wild thing about that is that, did no, I did. Okay. Yeah, no, I I 100 got it, and I just moved right on by. Well, I, <laughs> I just moved right on by. No, the, I I think. Um, the wildest thing about the you mentioned Omaha Blue is that he's not. It's not like an injury thing. No, we just can't play. And I, I, it takes it takes some intestinal fortitude yeah, to do days. that with a kid that is right. as talented and as much of a five star and high, highly valued prospect as, as Omaha is. Now again, probably and, was misevaluated. But, well, here's the other thing: 
if you look at what I, the way that Iowa State wants to play defensively, toughness, physicality, athleticism, like that fits Omaha perfectly. Yeah. But the freshman that's doing it is is Milan Momsilovic. 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 Yeah. Good job. Um, but a very, very impressive win. Very impressive season from uh, TJ Otzelberger, the Wizard of Oz so far. All right. Best player this weekend. Best performance from a player. I know Caleb, you're going Caleb with. Love. You got to do it. Caleb Love. No, no. 36 points. Efficient. Like, like when you say the words efficient and Caleb mm-hmm. Love, whew, he was good. He was great. He wasn't good. He was great. And they needed it. Like, they were coming off a loss in Corvallis to Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been very good over the last month. And then he comes out there in Eugene. They haven't won there since 2015, almost a decade. And he carries the team. And as we talked about last night, Kai Boswell helped. But, man, when Caleb Love is on, there are few there's, in the country. Who else? Give me another guy that you'd rather have with their A-plus game. Wade Taylor, maybe? Another guard? Anybody with no. their A-plus game. No, when he when he shows up, like Caleb Love is – the Caleb Love we saw last night is the best shot maker in college basketball, yeah. right? And Wade Taylor's really good. I would put – his old teammate R.J. Davis, right there in that conversation. Dillingham, well. when he's on, is um, fun. Maybe not quite as it, well. No, prolific, you got the wrong. You got the wrong. No, it's not Dilling, Antonio Reeves. Dillingham is Dillingham is electric. Dillingham, it is a lot yes, of fun to watch. Yeah, it's not Dillingham. Um, Dalton Connect. The last yeah. three weeks, yeah, has he's been, been awesome. He's been the best player in college basketball the last three weeks. But I'm about to uh, um, go right against what I just go said. Ahead. Well, I think the best player this weekend was Antonio Reeves, okay. and I think that the 24 that he had. On the road in a game where Kentucky played like absolute dog, yeah. uh, I, I'm not dog Yeah, dog doo We got in trouble for cursing too much last night. You got in trouble. XM. You cursed. No, but he, they they were horrible. They were like one for their first 17 from the floor. Um, the freshman looked like freshman for the first time. Dillingham wasn't available, and Antonio Reeves came out and he had I want to say it was like 19 of his 24 in the second half, and was just terrific. He made big shot after big shot after big shot. Trey Mitchell had a couple big shots too, but Kentucky does not win that game if Antonio Reeves does not step up. He had 24 in a game where Kentucky could not do anything offensively, and for my money, he's having an All-American caliber season, right? He's averaging 19 points while shooting like 52, 43, 89 from the floor. It's been awesome. It's yeah. been awesome. No, yeah, no, he's, he's been, I mean, again, he's been... And, and, and he's had to lead. That's the other part with mm-hmm. this group. He's had to lead a young group. Now, that young group has been more mature than we thought they'd be, but it's not happening by accident. Like mm-hmm. Antonio Reeves has come back, you know, came back to school and is completely bought in. Yep. All right. Worst loss of the weekend. Worst loss of the weekend. I mean, isn't this like the easiest thing ever? Like, isn't there only one answer? Go ahead. I mean, it's Colorado State. No, there's no other answer. There's no other valid answer than Colorado State, who blew an 11-point lead with a minute and 10 left. I think they were up five with 10 seconds left, and they blew it against Wyoming. There, Rob, you could say whatever you want here. It doesn't matter. You're, the correct answer and the only correct answer is Colorado State. You know, you're you're right. The one that I was going to go with um, was Nebraska. Nebraska is a team that is sitting right there on the bubble that is kind of like Villanova in the sense where they need to start putting together performances on the road. Right? I'm sorry, kind of like Virginia where they need to start putting together performances on the road. They go on the road. They play Maryland. 
who has not exactly been great this season. No, but I think they make. Let's see what happens with Maryland here coming up. They might make a run. They right. might make a run. And they, they get absolutely they they get mollywhopped. Yeah. You know who else had a horrible loss? Ohio State. Ohio State. That's a bad one because again, Holtman's feeling some pressure from the fan base. They had a horrible season last year. Now again, Holt's gone to the tournament every year, basically his entire mm-hmm. career at Butler and Ohio State. But you know, this pressure not only get to the tournament, but do something in the tournament. Now you might have two years in a row where you don't get there. And they started off 12-2. and two, So that was a bad, bad loss in, in Evanston. You can't lose by 30 on the road in Big Ten play no, no. to anybody no. if you want to. You, Except you, just, can't, you just can't do it. Except no, you can't, you can't lose. Purdue. They're the only one. You can't lose by 30 at Purdue. Like, okay. uh, Well, you can, the problem is you can lose by 30 at Purdue. Teams do. Yes, teams, teams do. do. But like, you shouldn't so be I'm doing it. Anybody you else? know who loses by 30 at Purdue? Michigan. Yeah, that's about the only one that can do it. All right. The most meaningful win of the weekend. You Uh, already mentioned mine. You want me to go first? You already mentioned mine. Go ahead. I'm going with Utah State. Yeah. Because Boise, what what people forget about with Boise State is that they had the nation's longest home winning streak until um, that that, that got snapped earlier this season. Uh, But Utah State goes on the road. Yep. They beat Boise State. In overtime on the road, they get a bucket at the end of regulation to force the overtime, um, and they are now 18-2, and 6-1, all alone in first place in the Mountain West. Really, really impressive. I don't think we can say enough about Danny Sprinkle. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I might go TCU winning that game mm-hmm. against Baylor. You know, you get a road Definitely win. the game of the weekend. Road win. Definitely the game Three of the overtime game. TCU, you don't know which way it's going to go in the Big 12, right? They had done well for a stretch. Then they've lost a couple. Mm-hmm. To get that one was huge because, again, you know, two losses can turn into three, can turn into four, and then before you know it, you're in a free fall. So mm-hmm. that one to me was was extremely important for Jamie Dixon and TCU. Their numbers are good, but I think ultimately they needed that one. Yeah, they, they needed the to – they couldn't lose that one. Look, the thing about these great leagues is that it can turn on you so quickly. Yeah. So quickly, all you two game losing streak turns into a five game losing streak like this. But uh, the other side of it is that you can, if you, you can string those wins together, right? Right, right? you can string and those a lot wins of together, leagues, Big Ten, especially. Yeah, listen, um, we have uh, a fun trip coming up next weekend, okay? Yeah. It's the first weekend without college football, without professional football, without anything other than college basketball on the docket and on the schedule on Saturday on Saturday. Right. So here's, there's no games on Sunday. It's the biggest college basketball we can take. We're going to be at Houston, Kansas, top 10 matchup at Tennessee, Kentucky, top 10 matchup. Tyler Hansborough is going to be at Duke, North Carolina, top 10 matchup. All three of us representation from we the three sides. The only place covering college basketball that's going to be all at all three of those games. Listen, this has been a blast. Field of 68 after dark tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.